Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. It's a balmy day in Los Angeles, Jordan. Mm-hmm. For those wondering about the weather in Los Angeles, I'd say balmy. Mm-hmm. It's good to be back. You guys get hammered last week? Uh, we got we got pleasantly buzzed. Uh, for those of you who uh, missed last week's episode for some reason or uh, are in the practice of not listening to non-canonical Jesse-free episodes, uh, which I support um, – you would prefer that people not listen? I would prefer listen. that they not listen to it, yeah. <laughs> I think you do a great job. I usually listen. Well, shucks. Um, but, I, you know, I just don't support confusing the continuity, the already complicated Jordan Jesse Go continuity. So you're just concerned for, like, the Wikipedians. Yeah, the folks exactly. Working, and the folks working on the Jordan Jesse Go wiki, certainly. Sure, yeah. And I just don't want them to get bombarded with all these what-ifs, imaginary stories, things that don't count. Right. Uh so, yeah, and I know those things can get confusing. Um, what about reimaginings? Oh, yeah. Reimaginings and reboots, certainly. Okay. Because yeah. those are in the timeline. Do you think there could be – You're creating a new timeline. Along the lines of the Paul Feig Ghostbusters, do you think there could be an all-female Jordan Jesse Go reboot? Yeah, absolutely. I think so, People too. are sick of us. Yeah, all right. <laughs> We've been doing this too long. Yeah. Get us out of here. But we'll, like, we'll have a cheeky cameo. Yeah, sure. As an old man. As a, right, yeah. As, <laughs> We're elderly as two people. elderly ghosts. I know our show isn't explicitly about ghosts, but I think we should play elderly ghosts. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we got lightly buzzed on, uh, we tested various kinds of malt beverages. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, the uh, Bud Light Limerita, which I still hate. Uh-huh. The uh, Mike's. <laughs> but with which you are deeply and permanently associated yeah, in the, eyes, it, it in the was, minds of, and hearts of our I fans. I cannot say I hate them enough. People will always tweet me pictures of new Bud Light Limerita flavors. Do you? I, 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 I can't am, decide whether it's a mistake or trolling. I but, am. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I guess I brought them in and tasted them as a... You know, I guess I'm supporting that, but I feel like I am right now. I am picturing you, maybe at our friend Stuart Wellington from the Flophouse's Bar in mm-hmm. Brooklyn or sure. whatever, and just uh, just an unattractive young lady looks at you, winks, and sends you a Bud Light Limerita, and you have to drink it. Yeah, right. So yeah. I don't want to be a jerk. This is my this is my hell. Yeah, this is my hell. Uh, we also tasted the Mike's Hard Lemonade Margarita, uh-huh. uh, which was not good. And then the surprising MVP of this taste test Uh was the uh, Smirnoff Ice Peach Bellini. Oh, really? Which is light pink. It's like a rosé. Sure. And very drinkable. Really? Yeah. You guys have to bring me in. Yes. Oh, yes, please. I'm dying to talk about a bunch of things that you just Okay. Our guest on this week's program, you know her, of course, as a brilliant stand-up comedian, is the host of MaximumFun.org's Wham Bam Pow, the great Cameron Esposito. Okay. Thank you so much because I was dying over here. I have so many questions. Number one, do you really – is it actually a Mike's Hard Lemonade margarita in that – my question is – please. Is it a Marx height? Is it a Marx? Is it a Marx? Is it a Mike's hard yeah. lime limeade? Uh, no, margarita. Here's what it is. It is a, and you're right to be. I also was confused, and I had to work this out myself. And with all the, I think what happens, and it's happened with the limeade, is that people have taken a a brand that people like, and they stamp that on 
Which is Mike's Hard you uh, are You posit that Mike's Hard Lemonade is the brand people I like. I do think people like it, yes. Okay, I think it has it. its fan base. It's been around for a while. Yeah. I don't understand it myself. I guess I assume people enjoy the Transformer film. Students at the University of Tennessee right. love Mike's Hard Lemonade. You know, the, that's funny. The one uh, – God, this is the, so many tangents. Uh, the one NASCAR event I ever went to, uh, I went when I worked for Fuel TV when they were desperately trying to incorporate anything that was popular to save a failing network. Uh, the It was a NASCAR event. It was like an hour outside of Chicago uh, and – Mike's branding up the ass. It, I so which hurts. Yeah, boy, don't it. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're ready, you got to kind of lube it up. Sure, right. yeah, you got to get ready for the, relax. for the Mike's branding. Um, but it can be very rewarding once you do the work. Sure, um, I'm into it. Um, <laughs> and I was really surprised that they think NASCAR fans are the audience for Mike's. I would assume it was okay. Let me ask you this question: How many women did you see at that event? Because I feel like NASCAR is one of those things where there's like a sneaky. Amount of female fans. You know what? You're you that that is true. I definitely it did seem like a lot of uh, married couples. Because I feel like we write it couples. off yeah. as this like sleeveless shirted d- dudes with no you know with no with ain't, they well, ain't got you, no, ri- you write it off like that, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But I'm know, like, there's women ahead. there that don't have thank sleeves on for, their shirts. Thank you for the bringing the perspective <laughs> yeah. of the heartland. Sure. Jesse. You're known for your heartland <laughs> values. I am. Where uh, is the NASCAR Hall of Fame? I stayed across the street from it. It's like in Charlotte, I think. Okay. Where um, am I from again? Probably Gary, Indiana or something. <laughs> I think it's Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Got it. It's hard to say, really. Yeah. I, I stayed in a hotel across the street from it doing stand-up there, and I didn't have time to go. Yeah, which is a, a shame. It, it is. Sometimes when you're a touring comic, as you know, as you guys sure. know, you're in demand. you got to in and out of cities, you know, popping into the next you're one. You're jet-setting. You're jet-setting. Setting and you're only flying first class, and <laughs> the problem is yeah. that you can't get into the you museums to you really want to get to. Yuck yucks in Denver. You're flying first class. By the way, yuck yucks is not in Denver. Oh boy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go bananas <laughs> yeah. in Cincinnati. Go bananas. If you don't mind me bringing a little bit of my patented Heartland perspective, <laughs> sure, yes. So a um, lot of chicks. So yeah, yes. Uh, and I'm not trying so, to say that men can't drink Mike's lemonade. Yeah. But I think men can drink Mike's hum- sure. hard lemonade. I just know that sometimes men they shouldn't drink it. Don't it's bad, think but men can drink Mark- Mike's hard lemonade. It's the signature. Like men, it's the signature really alcoholic beverage of cookouts at my aunt and uncle's house in Virginia. Okay. True. Yeah. True. Fun fact. Now, what's their gender? Uh, one of them is male. Mm-hmm. That's my aunt. Interesting. Wait but that's their sex, not their gender. Oh, you know, I, you I apologize. Jesse, Thank what's you. their sex? Uh, it's a spectrum. Okay, yeah. good. Wait, good. no, good. sex is a binary. Their sex is Which one frequent. Is? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their sex is yes, please. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, back to your question. So the Mike's, older. the Mike's Margarita is a malt beverage that does not seem to contain any lemon or lime or... Anything natural, but is is pretty far away from the mics. It's closer to the Bud Light Lime Marita, and I think just has the mic's name on it. Mm. I find that all of that's. I used to drink some of that. Sure. In my, in my when I was like maybe eighteen, I had a backpack on. I'm running through London. You guys remember? <laughs> You're pounding uh, Lime Maritas, and I've yeah. just got a backpack full of. But you know what they say? Beverages. When in Rome, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. sure. So you just, know. When in Rome, go to London. Yeah. <laughs> so. Drink some malt beverages. Yeah, I know that old chestnut. You know the crazy Jesse, your Heartland grandma had that uh, embroidered on a pillow, didn't she? She did. Which was then tattooed on her ass. <laughs> the whole thing, the pillow, yeah. the actual pillow, very the pillow three-dimensional. With its. Yeah. By the way, my Heartland grandma's name Jeff Gordon. Yeah, sure. 
Thank you. Thank you. I, those those drinks give you a stomachache. Yeah. That is my bottom line on those drinks. It is not a taste issue. Sure. It is not that I am above them. I am, if anything, below them, <laughs> drinking them because that's how gravity so works. trickling sure. down. But, um... But no, it's you, a, it's a tum-tum a issue for you. Bad sour stomach because uh, they're too sweet. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The the yeah, it is like it is like chugging a popsicle. I think uh, <laughs> uh, Nick Weiger, who was one of the guests, uh, really put it uh, put it nicely. He says it's you skip the buzz and go right to the hangover. You've oh, gone right sure. to. You're trying to treat yourself with anything that might you your you know, sure. your dad told you this is how you do it. This yeah. is how you get through this. Um, Jordan, you know our listener, Rich Tacular, mm-hmm. sent us a care package. Did you get the T-shirt yet? I did not get the T-shirt. Okay, no. We'll find it in the break. But okay. uh, she also sent some very nice uh, Ritzy root beer for me to taste test. Oh, that's nice. So maybe we can have some root beer in the next segment. Okay. What's I... the temperature of this root beer? Cold. Okay. Put it in the refrigerator. <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah, you know, a refrigerator is like an electric coldifying machine. I had, yeah, root beer has a has a soothing quality mm-hmm. to it. Okay. Uh, did you have any other questions? Tum tum related questions. Well, yeah, I mean, we were talking. There was something. I is this a that, is this a shameless pander to audition for the female Jordan Jesse Go reboot? Oh, I assumed I had already gotten it, and that's why I was here. <laughs> Who would you like to play? <laughs> you were here to push us out. <laughs> I figured, this is their way of telling us they're going to bring in the new cast. <laughs> I figured I'd play an amalgam of the two of you guys. Oh, I is like that, that not what we're? Yeah, no, that's your whole deal. Going for I it? actually read that in the AV Club. Cameron Esposito, up-and-coming stand-up comic, an amalgam of Jordan and Jesse from right. Jordan and Jesse Go. Sure. Yeah. I've been trying to lose that for a while because I think I have my own brand going on. But <laughs> it's tough. Once you get branded sure. as an amalgam of Jordan and Jesse, then it's make, hard to lose that. Can I make a recommendation to you? What would you like? Ride the coattails a little okay, longer. Okay, <laughs> you want me to do I mean, honestly, I go in for auditions. I'm reading the lines. They stop me. They say, okay, who are you here, Jordan or Jesse? You yeah, know, it's like Because exactly. I don't. Because they don't know. Now, Cameron, we've talked to Jordan. Can we talk to Jesse? (laughs) And then you turn around, you muss your hair. Yeah, I curl the long side. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I just swish around on my chin. (laughs) Cameron, our coattails are on the back of a rocket ship headed to superstardom. I say hang on tight. Now, let me ask you, are the coattails a little too long so they're burning up? No, off they... the edge of the rocket ship. Uh, uh, that's an issue. You know, we didn't think of that when fitting our rocket for its coat. <laughs> <laughs> how it would interact with the afterburners. Jordan, you didn't think of that. Oh. I thought of that. It's made of asbestos. <laughs> well, there so you go. it's not and that an makes issue. Sense. You're the wardrobe one, which sure. is what I always say when I'm asked which of the mm-hmm. I'm playing. I'm like, well, what am I wearing right now? Is it a sensible, but you know, kind of aggressively throwback sort of a situation? Then obviously, I'm. Jordan. That's your thing, right, sure, Jordan? aggressive yeah. throwback, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're, like, into ball caps yeah. and stuff? Yeah, right, right. That's also my gender, aggressive yeah. throwback. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, are you worried that with this asbestos coattail that it's going to be right there against the afterburner that you'll poison space? Mm, that's a really good question, like space cancer. Yeah. Like, will comets get space cancer? That's, I mean, it's an issue. What about the moons of Jupiter? Yeah. Does Jupiter have moons? Who if knows? There's a Only passing, a spaceman knows for sure. If there's a passing asteroid that ha- houses some xenomorphs. <laughs> and then that'll just fall back down on us. And yeah. There we go. Yeah, what a, what sure. about extremophiles? Can they get cancer? What's that? It's like a thing that lives at the bottom of the ocean or in a fire or something. I don't know. Nah, I think they're fine. <laughs> Oh, yeah. where they have like a little dangly thing at the end of their head, and then you eat that dangly thing, and then you catch them. Is that you're kind thinking of, fish? of a, you're thinking of a Waldo? 
Oh, like he's got a striped sweater on. He's like in a crowd. Yeah, yeah, he's at yeah, the yeah, beach. Sure. Why is he wearing a sweater at the beach? That kind of guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. How did he go back in time? Yeah, yeah exactly. And then Do the you one... think that – just sorry. Quick question. Just occurred to me. Right. The Waldo has had a lot of adventures. One sure. specifically was going <laughs> back in time. Was it that Waldo traveled through time or is he eternal? Has he always been? And oh, he also like invented wow. photography, cartoon photography. Yep. <laughs> And Early hats. On he in also the... invented hats. Yeah, sure. Where did he go when he traveled through time? I don't remember specifically. There's a caveman one for sure, and yeah. I feel like there's also an ancient Rome one where he's in London. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> – Yeah. Pounding a smear off ice. Yeah. I know. I visited Rome. Because I, I was actually really into those. I don't know what it is. You know what I like? Small drawings. Are you guys oh, into that? Yeah. Does, does that like do Small it for you at drawings. all? When you're like, just, does it very satisfying to look at details? <laughs> yeah, I have you ever, like, have you ever held like a miniature bread that was made for a very small doll, and you're just like, oh, this bread is so satisfying. <laughs> does that ever happen to you guys? Yeah, I, I I haven't explicitly thought about it, but while you were saying that, it was like an ASMR video, and I yes, relaxed. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. So, well, when I was a child, um, I achieved orgasm without stim- physical stimulation. Right, hmm. I know. Yeah, that was because that's just because of your space cancer. <laughs> when I was a child, American Girl dolls came out, and mm-hmm. they were a really big deal. Sure. And the dolls were, like, fine. I had a Molly, obviously. What you guys time understand. period was Molly from? She's, like, from the 40s. She's a real can-do gal. She's like, get over here! You know, she's got that kind of, yeah. like, a oh, salute yeah. going on, like a permanent salute. Yeah. How's your uncle? Do you think uh, she turned you, stand. Do you think she turned you into a lesbian? I, no, I think she, I think I sussed out that, like, she has glasses on. You figured out which one was the lesbian you get, one. You get it. She comes <laughs> You went into the American Girl yeah. store and said, look. Um, my mom's over there. I need an American Girl doll. Do you have one that likes girls? You don't have to ask the question. That's the thing about Jesse. You, you might not find... know because you're not on the inside. Yeah, I'm not on the inside on this. Which is on the inside. But um, you can just tell, and it's always the one that went to camp, which is a big part of Molly's storyline. She goes to camp. She's got like a little uh, way to throw back baseball cap on. So maybe yeah. you do know what I'm talking about. But yeah. my she point was is, a drummer for Bikini Kill for a while. She too, was. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She keeps her mustache as another character trait of hers. Okay. But anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. My. Um, <laughs> She had – you could get – so like it was cool. You get different outfits for her. But the best part was that you could get like full lunches. Oh. Just these very detailed lunches. The plastic lunches. Uh, yeah, but they're almost like ceramic feeling. Okay. Like not like a plastic – like a hot dog that a kid's cooking in like a little plastic kitchen. Sure. You know, I'm talking about like really tiny, almost plastic Delicate. ceramic. Yeah. And it would just be like a little sandwich or there's some cheese. I loved it. Like a tiny Top five cheese? favorite toys of my childhood. Was a tiny cheese. Looking at this small food. <laughs> Did, would you and the rest of it? the four were all the black Kens that I owned. <laughs> black Kens. Because <laughs> they were hard to find. Yeah, I they were them. collectible. Yeah. You got to catch them all. Where do you yeah. got to. I you, had a Bulbasaur Ken. <laughs> <laughs> where, where you grew up. Uh, which I guess I don't explicitly know where it was. Where did you grow up? Western suburbs of Chicago. Where do you go for a black Ken? I would ask Santa. Oh, okay. Which I'm sure there is like an amazing Christmas video that I found a couple years ago where it was the Christmas that I first asked for a black Ken because I, my sister had a black Barbie mm-hmm. and I only collected Kens. And sure. I was – and listen, now I know about interracial relationships. But at the time, we have to give young Cameron Esposito a pass because sure. I was in a very homogeneous sure. area. 
And so I was like, well, at least let's get one black Ken in the mix, you know. So I asked for it. I like nine. Maybe I'm younger. And uh, I like get the Ken. I'm like tearing it open. I turn to the camera. I go, black Ken, like I asked for. Like just very deep voice. <laughs> on Santa, I got my letter. And I'm wearing a... Only a T-shirt that is weirdly tight only in the butt. Because after that, I turn around to show, and it's just, you see two little butt cheeks yeah. through the T-shirt. And then my dad off camera goes, I believe you mean African-American, Ken, which That's really time stamps when this video happened as sure. well. Because it was like a new phrase, I think. He, yeah. He had like just kind he just of. picked this Maybe up. Maybe he saw it on yeah. Donahue. Yes. It had just. Premiered had, on there, there'd been like some sort of Chicago Tribune article about it. <laughs> he like went to get my the paper, like, "Honey, have you heard of this?" You yeah. know that kind of thing. Um, my son just got his first Barbie. Mm. Oh my god, great! What does she do? She she's a Barbie. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> uh, that's not true, Jesse. She has to have like some sort of yeah. Barbies all characteristic are in, have in, in, innate jobs. Oh, she has a swimsuit on. Okay, okay, she's a beach so, and like fabulous sunglasses. Mm. Oh, she's like a like, eye, eye protection like, Barbie. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's UV ray Barbie. Yeah, she has her own eye wash station in case she because <laughs> there's a chemical spill at her uh, lab. She has a giant, big pair of like pink sunglasses and like a. In like a little retro bathing suit. That's fun. That sounds great. Uh, he he is he has an achievement chart. Okay. Uh, it's for he gets a sticker when he's uh, helpful when it's time to go to bed, and uh, he has been steadily accumulating every thing character or mm-hmm. as he calls them corrector, uh, which he's been doing for two years, and we sure. see no reason to correct him. Does he think? Do you think he just thinks that, you know? Barbie and Woody and whatever. Do you think? Does he think that they are characters from Jonathan Franzen's The Corrections? <laughs> yes, I think he does. Okay. I've been reading him Jonathan Franzen's The Corrections. Mm-hmm. Um, he prefers Jonathan Lethem. Mm. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, not really not Jonathan Fort- Saffron Foer. Uh, well, he did like Jonathan. He liked the one about the autistic kid, but yeah. he's out after that. Okay, you know, and he did not like the movie. He had a lot of issues with the movie. Well, that um, sounds like a. Hell of a kid. <laughs> I believe him right when I say sure. that. So he's getting he's the, getting he, stickers. He's get, well. Here's the thing: for some reason, he gets his stickers, and then eventually he gets one of his favorite correctors mm-hmm. from Toy Story. Sure. And what's interesting about it is that he was fucking ape shit about it being exactly the Barbie outfit from Toy Story and she wears a couple different outfits mm-hmm. but he wanted one from Toy Story and I don't think they sell a Toy Story Barbie at least not anymore seems like a uh, seems a, like they a, would a branding but... misstep on I feel like part. they did when the movies came out but maybe yeah. it's just the distance you know time. they, they yeah, move yeah. on they cycle through Barbie Disney yeah isn't a part of Disney's thing making things limited so you yeah. you know and so uh, we got as close as we could and he went ape shit now that having been said he recently got a Buzz Lightyear for his birthday. Mm-hmm. He'd been waiting for like six months because he you know, announced he wanted one. He had a Woody. He wanted a Buzz to go with it. Sure. In the intervening time, he was 100% happy playing with a Buzz Lightyear that my wife made by cutting apart an Amazon.com box and drawing on it with markers. <laughs> <laughs> like, both he and Oscar were 100% glad to have the like exactly as in the movie – you know, $25 toy from Disney, uh, Woody, talking to a cardboard cutout drawn with children's markers of Buzz. 
But if fucking Barbie was not wearing the right like head wrap or something, I don't even know. Hmm. He was he was not having it. Interesting. Zero percent. I mean, it sounds like though I like this kind of using your imagination thing because that's really what the whole movie Toy Story is about, sure. which is that the cardboard's going to come alive. <clears throat> While yeah. you're sleeping, that and is true. Go visit Be your involved neighbor. in some sort of Rube Goldberg yeah. peril, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I I can get behind that though. I feel like I feel like Barbie is one of those really specific. Yeah, yeah, and I, I can understand that because you get the special outfits and so on and so forth. He was he does not believe that Barbie wears different outfits. He oh, believes man. Barbie wears he the thinks, outfits so he from the movie. This is some sort of imposter. That's basically some what's sort of going false on. Barbie. He's also just learning about the idea of disguises. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally new sure. to him. He's been watching the Disney movie uh, Robin Hood a lot. It's mm-hmm. my wife's childhood favorite. Oh, movie. one of the greatest Disney movies and great disguises, isn't it? Yeah, a lot. It's a lot of fun. And now, there's what are some, some great of the disguises? disguises? I don't. I don't really remember this one. We well, had they it in go the house, to but... the archery tournament. Mm-hmm. And they can't let they, – because they got to get him win the kiss from Maid Marian. Sure. But they cannot let Prince John know mm. uh, that they are Robin Hood and Robin Hood's fat bear friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so doesn't Robin Hood dress up as a stork? He does dress up as and a stork. And he's a fox. It yeah. seems- so I love this animal kingdom where they haven't noticed that he's got fur nut feathers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like, yeah – a disguise – I guess I don't know in this in the world of this how common foxes are. Maybe he's rare. But it seems like you're really it feels tempting like you'd go fate. Like, it feels like you'd go like wolf dog, raccoon. cat. Yeah. Raccoon, yeah, raccoon. Yeah, wolf dog uh, is a great choice. Bobcat. Yeah. Cougar. There's right. a lot of different things you'd cycle through. Yeah, right. before you Small get the bear, stork. you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so he's he's just – you know, it's one of those things where he will be confused about something. He'll ask you about it and in a classic – he's now four, but in a classic three-year-old way. Like you'll answer and then he'll just ask you the same question five times a day for months on end. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to ask why Robin Hood dressed up as a stork for months. He finally figured it out. And recently he got a uh, space suit mm-hmm. uh, that he's been putting on Mama Gorilla uh, because – he and he puts on his explorer costume because he and Mama Gorilla and I have to sneak past the eyes and eyes and nose light. Mm-hmm. We've talked about eyes and nose light, right? Oh, uh, remind me. Uh, this is the big villain in my household. It's a street lamp, okay, uh, that has like a shade on it uh, to keep it from shining into people's windows. Uh, but the shade is not completely flush with the light fixture, and so it vaguely could look like it has an eyes and nose. Oh, man. And Simon That's can see it from his window. Yeah. It is the villain of all fantasies of Simon's hmm. is the eyes and nose light. How scared is he? How genuinely scared? It is very hard to tell. Okay, yeah. And I think it ebbs and flows significantly. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I feel like I have him convinced that the eyes and nose light is a friend of ours. <laughs> um, or that the eyes and nose light is not really a bad guy. Um, but then other times, and and I think, and I feel like he's playing a game with me about okay. that. Yeah, other I mean, times it, he seems I mean, legit the, afraid of the street lamp. I feel like later in life he's going to become a horror movie director, and I can't wait to watch his yeah. first film, Eyes in Nose Light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the producers of Paranormal yeah. Activities. Sure. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Uh, can I, I, now you, Cameron, you mentioned that, that Barbies all have jobs. Yeah. Two questions. Uh-huh. Do Kens have jobs? And if so, what was Black Ken's job? Do you know this is a great question? Some Kens do have jobs. The one, the first Black Ken I ever got, I had later. I had Doc, Doc, Doctor, Doctor, 
Dr. Black. Dr. J. Amazing. Yeah, Dr. Dr. J. Can. Later I had a doctor, but the first one that I got was just day to night. That was his thing. So Oh, so he had like a fun He had like a reversible jumpsuit on and then a blazer. <laughs> and the and the so sometimes a it, jumpsuit and a blazer. Sometimes it could be like a more casual thing, then you could flip around and it was a tuxedo. Oh. So he was his job was yeah, I assume escort. <laughs> a male prostitute. You know, he's got whatever he's he's got yeah. whatever you need. He yeah. had a tuxedo jumpsuit? Yeah, he did. Which by the way, Seems like a great idea. Like now that I'm saying this to you guys, I, mean, I feel yeah. like there's lots. Well, I mean, of, I, you know, for a toy, you don't want you know you don't have like pieces, multiple pieces in there. So I guess it's something you can flip I'm around. I'm talking about for real boys. I'm talking about for real adult yeah, boys sure. that are in a wedding party and you don't know what's going on with the rest of their life. Sure. Don't you want to sell them that jumpsuit? That's maybe sounds perfect. maybe they're a NASCAR driver. Yeah. And they have to come right from the track to the wedding, and they're gonna tear. They're gonna unzip their other jumpsuit yeah. and the coolest thing to wear. Physically coldest is just another jumpsuit. Right, yeah. As you what, know, if they, what if they work in a nuclear power plant? Sure. That's another situation they, where you're going to They don't want to get one of those scrub downs yeah. before the big wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just going to put a jumpsuit under that jumpsuit. I, yeah. Put it, That's put, the most professional way to deal with it. Under it. You know what I want to say one thing about this Robin Hood flick? I would love to hear something that you Which have to is say that about the Robin Hood flick. You guys know Rhea Butcher. Yeah, that's your uh, your uh, beautiful and hilarious fiance and co-host on uh, Wham Bam Pow. Yeah, she, we are enfianced, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons I knew that I was interested in her as as a person and a dating person mm-hmm. is that one time in casual conversation, she said, "Hiss, you have hissed your last," <laughs> and it's a Robin Hood line, oh. and she brought it out with zero context. And it's a perfect. It's perfect. It's a perfect. So I would just like to recommend. Do you remember what you listeners. were talking about? I'm wondering where that will fit into regular conversation. So it's just like a. It's it's You're when t- somebody has done a like they have, they have it's they've gone a, they've, a bridge uh, too far. Done fucked up. Yeah, they okay. are, you are really putting up a boundary against them. Sure. And so you're going to tell them because they are your snake hiss, and you are Prince. John, mm-hmm. a terrible guy. Sure. You're going to say, hiss, you've hissed your last, and then probably like lock that person in a small woven basket. Mm-hmm. The other day, Simon tried to come out and engage me in a conversation after he had been put to bed uh, about the fact that uh, Sir Hiss's cradle wasn't there and he could only sleep if, Sir H- if he was in his cradle. And uh, I should explain that Sir Hiss is one of my dress socks with two <laughs> stickers glued to it representing mm. eyes. Um, and I should also mention, I was not literally directly talking to Simon, but rather Simon's alter ego. Uh, at nighttime, Simon often drapes a blanket over his head and comes out and will answer only to blanket plump. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not Simon. So here's you and blanket plump, Ken. <laughs> sure. So I just, he's just sort of, qui- he'll quietly and slowly shuffle out from his room mm-hmm. with an Ikea blanket with like pictures of drums on it. Coming out, you know, colorful, you know, uh, primary color drums. He'll come out and I'll be like, and he'll just sort of stand there in the middle of the living room like a sort of like a weird comforter ghost. And I'll say, Simon, can you please go back to your room? It's bedtime. And he'll say, I'm not Simon. I'm Blanket Plump. It does seem like there are a lot of ripe for horror movie elements here. (laughs) Blanket Plump is a much better horror movie than Eyes and Nose Life. Also, yeah. and I think an about- irrefutable <laughs> argument. Yeah. Blanket Plump doesn't have a bedtime. That's, I mean, that's yeah. great. It's true. It's a really good point. Blanket Plump sleeps as he pleases. <laughs> <I'm> so- <laughs> now, how does? Here's the thing. 
I understand how your child knows the word blanket. That is an oft used word. From whence does he, from whence did he glean, how did he first become introduced Mm -hmm. to the word plump? I I wonder if he originally intended to be what you and I would call blanket lump. Mm. <laughs> sure. Then he misspoke, and now he's been sticking with it ever since because he's so embarrassed. Or he's got he just the, like, that's the, what I meant to say. That's what I meant emotional to say. Yeah, system of an to of an adult man. To, yeah. yeah, or as you call them, grown up boys. Right, grown up boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, blanket blanket plump is a real. Yeah, I mean, I kind of see that as kind of a paranormal activity style movie where, you know, you see a kid via, you know, nanny cam or something. And yeah. And, you know, maybe the trailer has some kind of tinky music box music. Oh, you're scaring the crap out of me. And then Simon, and then to bed. I'm not Simon. No, I'm blanket bluff. <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. Actually, I feel like it's much scarier if he doesn't speak in a in a super creepy. You understand horror tropes, yeah? Sure. The scariest thing is for him to say just flatly. I'm not, I'm not Simon. I'm blanket bluff. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, terrifying. I mean, I think pretty much... I know that song hasn't been in a horror movie since 1998. (laughs) I think this is pretty much the plot of The Babadook, is what we're describing. No, I've not seen The Babadook. I haven't seen it either, but I read all the Wikipedia about it because I can't see scary movies, but I'm endlessly fascinated by their plot points and Uh visual imagery. Uh So I like to look up still That was something, uh, when I was a kid, I had some neighbors who were allowed to watch Freddy Krueger. I was not allowed to watch Freddy Krueger, but my neighbors were. I bet those kids are real washed up now. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, uh, it's uh, Channing Tatum. Oh, so he's man. Doing fine. One time my wife went to a ninth birthday party and they played The Shining. Oof. No. What the fuck? Yeah, jeez. What the fuck? Like, A, wrong genre. But if you're going to play a scary movie, there are. 400 that are more appropriate? Something so, that doesn't include a dog blowjob? Do you think – did the parents watch this The parents film? approved it. And they knew – they didn't just think that the name of the movie was like The Shiny. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, or something – The Shining as in the sun. Like I, did they, did, did they watch the film? That's probably what they thought. The Shining is in the sun. <laughs> the giver of all life on earth. <laughs> We can only assume that's what this movie is about. Let's not read the box. Hell, I I don't know what this movie's about, but the way I see it, it's probably about photosynthesis. (laughs) Let's put it on and then leave. There's a a kid main character. (laughs) Here you are. You're walking through the video store looking at VHS tapes or maybe beta. And maybe it's just how the movie a rental place was set up. Maybe it said movies featuring a child. And the sun. And the sun. They went right to that section. I think what happened is initially they picked up the Rainbow Bright movie mm-hmm. uh-huh. and their daughter said, no, that's kid stuff. And they said, kid stuff, I'll show you. Yeah, just like, yeah, right. It's like Donald Duck making his nephew smoke an entire box of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, also, I exactly. believe the lyrics to the Rainbow Bright theme song are Rainbow Bright, see the shining light. I'm not mm. sure if that's true. I have never Googled this. I'm remembering this from my childhood. But I Rainbow think that's Bright, true. See the shining light. All so, work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. So he, Isn't yeah, that the, that's uh, what the it how is. you finish it? So I think you you know that movie that word is contextualized. Mm-hmm. I saw the Rainbow Bright movie in the theaters. I fucked with Rainbow Bright. <laughs> oh, like I had Rainbow Bright bed sheets. Nice. I had it little boy blue stuff. And then there was a red one too. Was he I a had character the boys. in that world? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was one of them blue boys. <laughs> you know um, what, Karen? Oh. You and me, we're redefining traditional gender roles. <laughs> That's right. I had all the blue dudes. I had all the blue dudes. Although, I had all the dudes. to be fair, a real, a, real, uh, a real path blazer in that department was my grandma, Jeff Gordon. Yeah, That's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I, I was not allowed to watch the Freddy Krueger movies, but I loved sitting down with these kids who could and having them describe the plots of Freddy Krueger oh, yeah. movies. It was sure. real fun. I still do that sometimes with Rhea. Oh, yeah. Because she can see scary movies, or sometimes she has. Like, for instance, a franchise that I'm endlessly fascinated by, the Saw franchise. Let's say you can't see scary movies at all, mm-hmm. like me. You've only seen the Silence of the Lambs on television, edited, so you know about the pit and you know of the lotion. Sure. But that's pretty much it. And all the rest of your access to horror films has just been through your imagination. Then mm-hmm. Saw is like the ultimate one because you can even read all of the hijinks that happen and the different traps. Sure. But if you've never seen like a reverse bear trap and how it really plays out on a face, it's a lot to think about. <laughs> sure. So is I, a reverse bear trap a, a trap that bears use to trap people? It's <laughs> <laughs> a picnic basket that, yeah. that gets you in trouble. Yeah. They make a rug out of their yeah. skin. Yep. That'd be funny. Um, yeah, boy, the Saw movies. I have had to see a lot of Saw movies uh, <laughs> just because – You that, see, you saw some of that Saw? Uh, oh, I, oh, yeah. I Do see, you see some Saw? I see Saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cameron, if you're wondering if I see Saw, yes, I see Saw. <laughs> uh, that was around the time I was doing like press junkets and stuff like that was when the Saw movies were at their, at their zenith. And the continuity of those movies is so complicated. Like, oh, because they like die and come back, and then there's like a videotape embedded yeah, in somebody's and there's like torso. Prequels, and then uh, and then there's a lot of flashbacks. People assume you want to see what happened in the fifth movie to the cop who had two scenes in the second movie. Uh, so yeah, I was kind of like this. This continuity is so complicated. Please, can someone's head just get ripped off by a barbed wire chainsaw? Well, <laughs> Are, I think we've all had that. How, we've all had that in the how cinema. How many of them do you think you've seen? I think I have seen. Let's see. How many of them are there? There's six or seven. I bet I've seen four of them. Four. How or many? Five. Do you have you seen any of them, Jesse? I have, don't think I've. I've. I'm trying to think of. I saw The Shining. I'm trying to think of any other. That's uh, not part of the Saw franchise. <laughs> I saw that in saw, high school. Saw one colon The Shining. Oh yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever seen any other horror movie. Really. Why? Just for choice? Carrie, or does you're... Carrie count? I saw Carrie. Carrie Wait, counts. Carrie has some terrifying stuff in it, for sure. Yeah. The hand was, at the I end that, that pops out? I've read about it. Yeah, you've read about the hand. You know about that secret hand at the end. Yeah, I, and, but that was also, that was in class in high school. <laughs> oh, you were like... They're trying to teach you about... Theory? I had a cool teacher. They're yeah. teaching about menstruation. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that was your sex ed? That's <laughs> the best way to teach you about that. Pelter! This woman has her period. <laughs> sure. I'll show you how to do it. They're all going to laugh at you, kids. They're all going to laugh at you. So uh, are you okay having seen all those Saw movies? Yeah, they are. They're very silly. Uh, well, what are you? What, they're a hoot. What do you consider silly? <laughs> I, I, I wonder bear, now. reverse your bear trap. <laughs> uh, they are definitely in the like, they're not, you know, it's just like how gory can we be? It's kind of even like, I think they're trying to be funny with how gory they are. Uh, I don't get the joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're not looking to like, you know psychologically scar you and, you know, make you think about your bodily orifices. What what scares you? Uh, I mean, like, The Shining is terrifying. Uh, like, yeah, that, like, psychological stuff is really bad. You know, I'm scared of the Paranormal Activity movies. The, like, um, uh, the, like, handy cam locked off stuff is really scary to me. Mm. Uh, yeah, and, like, dark rooms with someone moving slowly through them. But, yeah, I like gore. I think gore is, is a hoot. But isn't a lot of Saw take place in uh, dark rooms it... with somebody slowly... It doing is. Doing something? But they are not well made. 
Okay. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> These are not – I do think the paranormal activities get a little bit of a bad rap. I think they are really clever and uh, genuinely scary. I don't even know if it matters whether or not they get – have a good rap because I think those movies made so much money. Yeah, that and cost you can eight dollars a piece. Shove million dollar bills in your ears if you made them. Sure. And who cares? Yeah, yeah. I think they have a great rap, and it goes, "My name's Paranormal." <laughs> 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 and I'm here to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm into stealing you. babies in a major way. Yeah. A lot of baby stealing in those. Oh, yeah, really? where's the baby? Does the baby come back? Uh, baby does come back. Yeah. Where did it go? Uh, when? The was, very next day? I was, of, <laughs> I was thinking of a way to squeeze in, and you can blame it all on me. <laughs> okay, I we'll be back it. in just a second on Jordan Jessica. I'm Viz. And I'm Teresa. And we host a comedy podcast about parenting where we remind you that despite what the internet says, no one really cares what kind of parent you are. One bad mother. We're the friends with kids you want to hang out with. Check us out on iTunes and MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Cameron Esposito, scared of everything. Sure. Guy. Scared of everything, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's your famous nickname. <laughs> so, okay, so our friend, our friend Rachel. The least popular addition to the <laughs> Avengers franchise. <laughs> a regular fan, regular listener to the show, mm. a superstar on the Max Fun Reddit, uh, Rachel Tacular, uh, did, did some summer boy activities mm-hmm. and put together like a little summer boy gift pack for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was nice, to, nice enough to send our donor relations coordinator, Lindsay, a cassette tape of a Prairie Home Companion. Okay. Which was both a thoughtful gift for Lindsay and a cruel taunt to me. It, what, what's, am I missing the joke? I mean, I know you do not like Garrison Keillor. Uh, oh, as, as well, all. I didn't say anything like that. Oh, of course. No, you didn't. Uh, I work in public radio. You know I have no opinion <laughs> about Garrison Keillor other than a not vague positive opinion. Yeah. You know what? You know what I was thinking of a dream I had. Great. Anyway, good work. Uh, so why we were talking off microphone? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, what? Um, what? I don't. Why a cassette? I guess I don't get that part. I think she just found a cassette of a Prairie Home Companion and okay. uh, knew that Lindsay would like it, and I would hate it. And does Lindsay have a boombox where she's playing this in the office? Not that I do hate it. Or I have is no this opinion. Like no, of course not. Widely known fact about Lindsay that she's into. You know, because I, I feel think like I know Lindsay pretty well, and now I'm ashamed of myself. But if I feel like if <laughs> you didn't you, know about her horrible secret, well, I just saw I her mean, whole her thing was secret. like uh, she likes uh, games, you know. <laughs> sure, so she was really into games and stuff. She is into gaming. She likes to play those. It's a collaborative, you know, kind of online sort of games. Sure. She likes all kinds of games. She likes that kind where you get the sp- ma- you magic swords. Mm-hmm. She likes the kind where you pretend to be a lawyer. Uh huh. One time she was like, I was like, "What's she doing over there?" She's like, "I'm moving animals across the river." Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I get it. Sounds yeah, fun. That's exactly the type of shit. Too. Yeah, she's up to. Um, anyway, that was a, that was a nice, thoughtful gift for Lindsay. I think the answer is, you know, Lindsay's our donor relations coordinator, and Rachel is a leader in the Max Fund community, and so they're pals. Got it. You know, um, I think uh, uh, she was nice enough. Uh, she was nice enough to send me this root beer that we're going to try mm-hmm. in a minute. It's a special edition Bavarian nutmeg root beer. Okay. And she sent you this T-shirt, Jordan. Let's check it out. I haven't actually checked it out yet. So, it says, 
Uh, Under the Sun Tour, summer 2015. Uh, on the back, we oh, have all the, all the acts. Well, I'm about to tell you. I can't wait. She's mentioned she got it at the State Fair. Okay. BTE, which I don't know what that, that is. That is instead ba- oh, of BTE. Bachman Turner Overdrive. 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 Sugar Ray. Yeah, I think I know who they are. Wow, yeah, Love sure. it. Because I'm a chill dude. Uh, I think on... yeah, it's pronounced Sigur Ross, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. They Sigur sing in a made-up Ross? language yeah. about uh, how chill they are. I just want to laugh. That would be great if, if Sugar Ray was like, oh, yeah, none of those songs were in English. Those were all in our <laughs> made-up <laughs> Slovakian variant language. Uncle Cracker. It's Cracker with a K. Yeah, sure. I... That's like a low-rent Sugar Ray. Is it? Yeah, I yeah, guess you don't I, remember that guy. I don't remember that guy. Tell me about Uncle Cracker with a K. Well, I know he sang one song, and I can't remember what it is. He did. But <laughs> I remember I was like, mm-hmm. He's not to be confused with Cracker, which is the thing that Camper Van Beethoven sure. was. No, I feel like his thing is like, oh man, if I just could bust out every lyric, I wish I could. That would be great. But I gotta know what he did. I'm sure the song's real good. Okay, know we'll what do his some. Jesse, is. will you do some looking? Because I bet if you looked up the title, I could really get down. And the final, uh, the final band on this lineup, Eve Six. Eve Six. Man, yeah, you're right. All of those are the same. Uncle level Cracker of does appear to be a guy. Hmm. Yeah, he's a dude. It's one guy. He's like a white guy, right? Bigger, a little bit bigger. A little bit of a hefty white almost guy. sort of like a he's beefy fiery sort of a size. He's not the, quite that size, but he's a beef he's he's beefcake. He's in the genres rock, alternative rock, rap rock, pop rock, and yeah. country. <laughs> he raps a little in there. A Whatever real, his hit is, I remember there's a little rap in there. He's Probably associated his he's associated with the acts Kid Rock and Kenny Chesney, which is exactly <laughs> oh, the God. Venn diagram you want to be on. No offense to Kenny Chesney. Oh, my gosh. Singer, lyricist, rapper, and guitarist mm. influenced by fellow musician Kid Rock. So what's his big hit? Come on. It should just See, say. It's so funny. I there bet, should be a this is my big hit section on Wikipedia, right? There, it's so funny to like I bet if you ask Kid Rock, what are your influences? It'd follow, probably say. Follow Me, which was co-written with Michael Bradford, was number five on the Billboard Hot 100. Well. Oh, that is it, and I still don't remember any part of that song. It's but I know to, it's true. It's funny to say, like, if you ask Kid Rock, like, what are your influences? He'd probably say, well, you know, Leonard Skinner and, you know, of course, Run DMC. Motley Crue. Motley Crue and all that, all I'm, that classic stuff. And this guy's like, my influence is Kid Rock. <laughs> He's a guy I met once. Yeah. I, uh, you yeah, follow I bet, me. I bet Uncle Cracker to get his record contract, like, keistered some heroin for Kid Rock and went through airport security. <laughs> I bet that's what you have to do. He probably keistered some heroin for Kid Rock's little person. You're going to play. This yeah, song. this buzzing sound is part of the video because it's got kind of a hip. Oh, exactly. There you go. Exactly. When was this? What's the year on this? Uh, I'm going to guess 97. Yeah. Er. Turn around and say goodbye. All you know is when I'm with you, I make you freeze. So I'm just gonna say fish in the sea. Fish in the sea. There you go. Follow me, everything is alright. He is very beefy in this picture. Okay. And it looks like there's it looks like there's a black guy you won't who was find watering his lawn, but it looked like he was peeing, like which me. maybe is a black guy's a big dick's joke in the video. Hard to say. A little disconcerting. <laughs> Start strong. 
with your with this tender summer ballad. With When's it. he gonna start rapping? Maybe I'm just thinking that he's like sing talking. Yeah, I think. I mean, he... I think this this genre of music at this time, the the word rap was very loose. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah, this is another one of his big hits. It's called Smile. Mm. He's very beefy. But this does sound like contemporary country, like the country that's happening right now. Yeah, no. I, I... Oh, this. Is... That's a hit song. I recognize this song. Yeah. Jesus. It's okay. Christ. This sounds like this could be on a bill with Sugar Ray, uh, yeah. and no one would, no one would yeah. blink an eye. I think Eve Six is a little more hard rocking. I've done some driving in the last uh, couple months where I've been in areas that only have country music stations, and so mm-hmm. been flipping around. And you know what? Modern country has its merits. I can get into it, but it is funny because there's a real hard edge to it. Where there's a lot of like Jason L. Dean is a dude who's really <laughs> making some stuff happen for himself right now, and it's sure. a lot of like bottle of Jack, mm. you know, like when it's that level sure. of just like this is how hard I am. Get over here. I'm, We're gonna have a bottle of a, Jack. an entire bottle a of Jack. Bottle of Jack. I'm very uncomfortable when the country singer is telling me things that sound like rap things. For instance, that's a type of rap song. I mean, country mm. song right now. It's like it's like a country guy says, like you know, raise your hands in the air, wave them like you just don't care or something. <laughs> now, yeah. is this just the song "Accidental Racist" that you're <laughs> describing? No, the song "Accidental Racist" is like an attempt to capitalize on that trend. Hmm. It's like I don't remember what they call a country hop. They're not. They're not. Uh, they're not rapping. Mm-hmm. They're just acting like rappers, but being country singers. Sure. So it's like just take a rap song, add a melody to it. And change all the references to Bentley's to references to my beloved pickup truck. But I feel like it that's is really weird. unavoidable because everything has gone in that direction in terms of like the the adding some some synthesizer beat underscore sort of a thing. Like I feel like country dudes have to kind of use that. I mean, I feel like most pop stuff is like gone, you know, everything sounds like a European dance music now. You know, everything <laughs> right. sounds so like Max gonna, Martin. That's like going to go all the way to Nothing sounds like hip hop anymore. A tin cup to play music, right? Sure, Am yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie Tin Cup starring Kevin Costner. Right. Anyway. The soundtrack to Tin Cup, yeah. which I'm sure is amazing. I want to be clear that I actually I like country music. I that's just that one thing kind of makes me You don't feel like weird. the intersection of this and that. I'm just saying I think it's I think they're doing the best they can because, like, unfortunately, Taylor Swift opened the floodgates. Now sure. everything's everything. Thanks a lot, Swift. Those were some nice floodgates we had once <laughs> until you opened them up, and now we can't close them. Should we try this root beer? Yeah. Do can you? What can you tell us about it going into it? It's a. It came in a. It came in some kind of like a charger. Okay. Was it? It came in the kind of thing like you would keep your jam in. Okay. Not jam, but balsamic vinegar. Okay. Like it has a flip top. You oh know, sure. With like a, a with a like a Grolsch, like a Grolsch beer. Okay. This is Virgil. This is a popular brand. I've uh, I've seen this around. So Virgil's is not a good type of root beer. It is an overrated type of root beer. Mm. Uh, I, 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 Shots fired. Yeah, absolutely. I went I went on uh, our our friends' uh, show, uh, Totally Beverages and some. Sometimes hot sauce, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a root beer taste tasting, and we determined that um, Virgil's root beer tastes like a combination of root beer and, like, basically, like a little bit of 
like a sweat drip or dirt. <laughs> so this is actually this. I'm reading the label. It's a special edition Bavarian nutmeg. Yeah. So and this, yeah, and this bottle is a little nicer. So maybe this is kind of a small batch thing. I do like that it comes in that nice bottle. Yeah. I a, like a bottle with the with the metal thing that goes down and you pop oh, yeah. it up and the stopper comes. This out. is the number one kind of beer to order at a bar if you're a nervous guy. Yeah. If you like I mean, to fidget, go ahead and fidget ooh, with boy, that. you could fidget with this oh, thing. Oh, you could ruin all eight, night. T- eight, twelve dates. You know all what I mean? nights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. Let's have a sip. Okay. Yeah, this is this is good. I don't drink a lot of root beer. This is very nice, maybe not distinguishable from a dad's. It's I'm fruity. Getting a distinct, it's pretty fruity. A distinct dad's esque. The brand dad's. Uh, is nope. that just the one root beer you've had? Uh, boy, yeah, it's been a while. I think it's the one root beer I've had. Yeah, or like, yeah. boy, is this a real A and W feeling? Sure. Yeah, I have. No, those are my two. I got two reference points. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, not, not, not remarkable, but very tasty. And, I do uh, not taste any nutmeg, mm-hmm. unless Bavarian nutmeg has a fruity taste. Yeah, but I do Bavarian like Bavarian nutmeg. Root beer. That's what that's what in Bavaria they call a banana. <laughs> oh, got it. Toss me a Bavarian nutmeg. They'll say. I have to say, I like this a lot better than regular Virgil's root beer. Yeah, tasty. Yeah, this is very nice. A nice so, summer treat. Are you treat. a root beer connoisseur in general? Is this something I just don't know about you? Well, I don't drink, so you had to. You have to have something. I, I, in but fact, it doesn't have to be this. Is this the thing you're into? N- of all of the drinks, I've not. Drink? I've not really been drinking soda for quite a while, but um, uh, you know, except for the occasional special occasions such as this. Uh, but yeah, like basically, I don't. I don't drink, and I don't can't have caffeine because it's a migraine trigger. So. I was like a Dr Pepper guy, but root beer doesn't have doctor doesn't have caffeine in it. Right. So like if I'm out somewhere and it goes real nice with like a burger or pizza or something like that, something mm-hmm. sort of salty and savory, a root beer's a real nice complement to that. I gotcha. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Boiling, that's my root beer though. Boiling? You're boiling. going boiling? I'm all the way boiling. Okay. And it won on T Bash. Can you get that places? Like it are you bringing are you bringing that to your house or like if you're if you're at a restaurant are they having varieties of root beer there if it's if it's like a if it's like a cool restaurant they'll have one they'll often have one of two things they'll have like a retro root beer like a dad's in a bottle or something like that uh or a IBC or something like that. Oh man! None of those are that particularly is taking good. me back. Yeah, I, I remember having IBC cream sodas. There was and a, I remember uh, that being cool. There was a liquor store. Uh, there was a liquor store at a gas station where you could get a IBC. Yeah, I remember when my sister kid. was drinking IBC Rubio. I was like, oh, someday yeah. it'll be me. Yeah, you know, can't uh, wait till I get my license. It is very cool because it comes in a bottle with no label. It's embossed oh, yeah. with the label, oh, yeah, which sure. is really neat. But it's not very good root beer. Uh, but if you're like at a barbecue restaurant in Brooklyn, they will have boilings. I probably wouldn't be there. Or a delicatessen, like I'm a one of them, fancy uh, delicatessen. Vegetarians these days. Mm. So well, you might be have it enjoy it with your tempeh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> For your um, seitan. We, Karen, you mentioned you had a you had a period with malt beverages, eighteen ish, which I think mm. is the ideal age mm-hmm. to be into malt beverages. Absolutely. Uh, where do you, where do you stand on them now? And what is your what is your barbecue thing of choice? Oh, that guys, those are great questions. Uh, number one, so I am this. I'm a stand up comic. You'd think. Hard partier, right? Double fisting yeah. after the show. Yeah. When I lived in Chicago, I trained myself to be a hard drinker. Not like I would drink a lot, but sure. I could drink – I would just drink uh, neat whiskey. Okay. And, and like 
nice, nice, neat, nice, nice and whiskey. neat. The old nice, the old and neat. nice and neat. Give me the old nice I'd and neat. You'll say to the barkeep. I'd say you. I want you to further than the top shelf. You get that from the roof. I would say. <laughs> um, you get that from the sub basement of the place. Sure. Upstairs. Shoot. Take your gun on the roof I'll and take. shoot down the pigeon that is carrying <laughs> that whiskey in its claws. And that's what I want. Yeah. I'll take a triple uh, M. That's a nice and neat. Then when I moved to Los Angeles. The interesting thing about this city and stand-up comedy is that – so in New York and Chicago and a lot of smaller markets, um, not that New York and Chicago, I mean most of the other markets in the country, stand-up is something that you do multiple shows a night every night. So you stay out. So having like a sipping beverage is great. You can order two whiskeys. You can order three whiskeys. You can have that all night. Mm-hmm. You can sip on it. Um, you, you, I mean because I'm not, I'm not like a huge – I wasn't a huge beer drinker at the time. But then I moved here to L.A., and everybody does like maybe they'll do a show in town. Mm-hmm. Mostly people are at the point where they're touring comics or they're shooting television or movies in the morning or they've got to go home and write. So like nobody stays out. And I'm just saying this because when Rhea and I moved here, we had this very funny moment. And also L.A. doesn't really have a bar culture. Mm-hmm. We had like these very funny moments where we're just like, so who's drinking whiskeys? And then like everybody would just be like, you guys are monsters. Like you're, you're <laughs> like you're, – what is going on with you? Um, I can relate though. It's my Midwestern values. Sure. It's just a different thing. And so – and also so Rhea no longer drinks a- at all and then I will have like – maybe I'll have a beer at home if I'm feeling crazy. But okay. I also nice home can't beer. finish a beer. Yeah. And I will take the cap off and then recap a bottle of beer. Put it in the fridge which, for later. Uh, Rhea cannot believe. Sure. Um, but continues to be true. Sometimes I'll drink it in thirds. Sure. Just because I mean, nothing's better One than just a fucking flat ass beer the night to the night after. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. My wife Teresa does the same thing. I don't. Caps I don't. Beer. I just. It's just where I'm at. Um. So that is. Definitely Have you thought about? Maybe what do we got? A Grolsch. That would with be the answer. Cap. That would be the answer. You're not having to jam a bottle cap back on this. It thing. is kind of cute though to realize it still could go back on. It is. That cute. Was the, I remember the day I realized. Yeah. You could, oh, you can pop that right back on there. And then take it off again. I can't believe it. It is cute. Uh, but then also when we moved here, I became a vegetarian. So all of the things that I loved in Chicago, I'm talking about a neat whiskey. Sure. Several neat whiskeys and then you can go hit Al's Italian beef and you get a hot, sweet, dipped Italian beef sandwich. Hot and sweet peppers and then they dip it in the beef juice. So it's like What's soggy. this beef juice? Is this a, like a grease? Like, a, like, a, like an au jus. Like yeah. an au jus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. That, so you dip it in there, and then the whole sandwich is wet. Hmm. A Sounds wet, a, a, an intentionally wet sandwich. A wet ass sandwich. Yeah, like it's fully dipped. A ni- and you get it's a, so you get a the nice, best thing you've ever had in your a wet sandwich life. and a nice and neat. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna stop for a French good. dip on my way home. Yeah, so I'm excited good. about this. So good. The problem is that then now animals make me sad. So it's like a real uh, bummer. That's yeah. fair. But I would love to eat that. So like that's sure. not really a barbecue answer, but like on the have last... you thought about maybe just dunking a zucchini in some grease? <laughs> maybe like a nice damp zucchini, like a zucchini juice. The sad yeah. thing is, it would have to be like so. There's it's. Sometimes like fake things can be such – it can be so much sadder because then you realize the absence. Oh, but dramatically sadder. But I like there would sadder. be like a mush – there's a version where this could be like a mushroom juice and okay. you could dip like some sort of weird like whatever they used to make a veggie root Maybe like a – like a, something like a soy sauce, a garlicky yeah. soy sauce yeah. or something. But I mean if you're me and you're from mm-hmm. Chicago and you grew up on the real stuff, you're going to have that sure. and you're going to go, this tastes bonkers. What's the, what's the closest you've gotten? Fake – Fake meat-wise to like a meat-like experience. The weird thing is that now I just like it 
I just okay. like it as a separate thing almost. And so sometimes I'll just eat it and it's like I forgot that the other thing actually sure. exists. And then I'll go out to like a, a restaurant. People are eating hot dogs or steak or something and then I will like smell what that actually smells like or taste mm-hmm. like just the air, you know. And then I remember like, oh, I'm not eating anything like fake bacon and real bacon are – it's like – Incomparable. Yeah, yeah. It's like saying that a – you know. Banana is a lot like eating nothing at all yeah. and starving yourself. I remember I remember having a <laughs> having a vegetarian house guest and going out of my way to get some fake bacon to have around the house. Yeah. And it was so insulting how bad this stuff was. Like it was uh yeah, it was like you should just call it like a fairy strip or we have one kind that we buy. A little little ready. And it's great, and you just have to have it as a separate thing. Sure. Yes. Like, th- Rhea's never had meat or fish in her life. Really? She's a lifelong vegetarian, mm-hmm. even in the womb. And so <laughs> she, like, has no reference point. Um, that would be if I just imagined just an ultrasound where the baby looks like it has a hot dog. Bacon, it's yeah. like a hoagie. Yeah. <laughs> we when sho- I get out of here, I'll be a vegetarian. You gotta grease the bacon up so you can shove it in there. Sure. That's the role. You gotta That's grease it up, real... shove it in. It's got a big old Dagwood sitting <laughs> <right>. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that like all, the, all of that stuff it would best not to masquerade as the other thing. Just say this is a flavor strip or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> that is funny. I never thought of that. You're right. I, could, I guess it could just be called long cylindrical. Yeah. Or it could Long just spice it. Pile. spicy tube. You could think people could just eat one of the many other things that they do eat, right? Sure. Have a zucchini. Oh yeah, Have absolutely. There is something where like your body, my body. This happens less to Rio because she didn't come from the background that sure. my body. Sometimes I just like need protein. Like I need to have protein, or I'm gonna die. Like I'm gonna eat somebody's face. If but you I don't... can't just eat some nuts or something. Nuts help. Nuts some, actually uh, really help. Garbanzo beans. Beans help too. So you're like, this is either nuts or a face at this point. Yeah. I'm either doing <laughs> yeah, a handful exactly. of almonds, or I'm gonna find a drifter and eat his face. That's why it's so stressful to be on planes. You know what I mean? There's sure. always that face point. Ooh, um, sorry, we only have pretzels. Oh, I'm gonna eat this guy's face then. <laughs> no good. Then I'm gonna watch beans. the rest of Paul Blart too. Maybe you know them as chickpeas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, lo- I love. I love I love uh, I love beans and I love I, I love mm-hmm. eating I love eating nuts but there's sometimes you just want like I don't know it's summer you want to put a thing on a bun and you want to put some pickles on there yeah and, eat that I, thing. and I get that yeah and I get that like I'm a literally lot of that. still thinking about how I'm going to eat a French dip <laughs> on my way home no I think that's a great idea <laughs> and I get that yeah like you know other than the just like you know getting protein or getting nourishment you do want a condom delivery system or a cheese delivery system or a bun delivery system like did you I say a you said condom a condom delivery I did a condom system. delivery system that's what i call my penis <laughs> it's a condom delivery system <laughs> got to get that jimmy hat <laughs> yeah a condiment delivery system uh, sorry Excuse man me. my penis comes 100% with it 100% true <laughs> right 100% true sure. Condom delivery system almost never comes up in my house, but a condiment delivery system almost every day. One of the most, one of the most embarrassing things that's happened uh, is like uh, to me is like once in a hotel and being in a situation where I needed a condom and had to call down to the front desk. Wait, do they have them? At a nicer hotel, they will bring you an intimacy kit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen the intimacy kits in the room. I always yeah, yeah. just tear them open and throw them in the toilet. No, I don't. Um, I do. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they have that at the front desk. And having to, like, just 
sit on the bed and wait for it to come and then to like put on a robe and then accept it from the elderly man who's working right. at 4 a.m. And when you say wait for it to come, you mean yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're like, this condom better get here soon. <laughs> kind of about to blast, just lay it on this bed. So what did you – I'm watching an ASMR video. Do you remember video. what you said? Huh? Do you remember what you – what were the specific words that you used you when know, you called the front desk? Uh, Hi, I have an erection. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'm about to blast. I just called. I'm I just gonna said that need into the phone. laundry pickup in the morning. Yeah, if you know what I mean. And it, yeah, right. I, I would um, like it if it was. Ma'am, <laughs> I'm about to power splooge. Could you send an elderly man? Yes, I need an elderly man to to help me with jizzing. Uh, it would be you know like how the old the old the old trope when you're going to you're going to buy condoms at the at the at the um the liquor store and. You know, when you're young, you're embarrassed, so you buy ten other things that you don't need, so you're not just buying a pack of condoms. I would like that. I like it if that transferred over into calling down. You're like, okay, um, hello, room any, service. Got to need breakfast in the morning, <laughs> so let's get two eggs, uh, OJ pot of coffee, uh, laundry. Got to do that, so I'm going to leave some shirts and an intimacy kit, and uh, yeah, let's just shoot up a couple pay per view movies. You do that? Is, is that where you do this? Shoot up a Paul Blart. Anyway, yeah, very embarrassing having to. That's just the there should be a condom shoot. But did, do you remember what you said? No, no idea. I just to, mean the, like, to the man on the phone? Yeah, I guess I'm curious as to, first of all, I'm so proud of you that you chose safe sex. Thank you, And I'm Cameron. happy about I'm proud it. of you, too, for you. Uh, becoming a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I have chosen the safest of sex, sure. it turns out. <laughs> I mean, it was foisted upon me by the universe. Sure. But universe. We are pretty low in terms of STDs. Jordan, um, is your penis not a condiment delivery system? <laughs> I, I mean, it <laughs> smells like mustard, I've been told. Couple of sport peppers on there, am I right? <laughs> Don't get a little au jus. <laughs> and I what scald am I gonna, myself. What am I going to use to eat sweet pickle relish? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll just have to find some temp. Got it. Um, I think, if, I rem- if I'm remembering this correctly, I for some reason, knew the term intimacy kit. Oh, great. Great, great, great. Yeah. So you said, do you, at the front Would desk, you send up the intimacy, intimacy kit? kit? And they said, absolutely, right away, sir, sir, right away. Thank you. And you were like, thank you for choosing possibly be in. fast enough. <laughs> Did you think about talking to your uh, talking to your therapist about your issues with intimacy kits? <laughs> yes, they don't come fast enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's so funny of like, in that moment, you know, they're overcharging you. You need... A condom, and they are giving you a little lube packet and a dental dam and uh, a single rose to float in the bathtub Cameron, afterwards. This, I think this came up on Jordan Jesse Go, you're a lesbian. Has any lesbian ever actually used a dental dam? Like, is that a real thing? Because that's what it's for. Mm. It's so that lesbians have something in the little in the little story or that the little is kit. The most excited I have ever seen <laughs> or heard you in the. I think I've and known you for the, you've four years. Pulled the lesbians, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think it really depends on what you're on who you're talking about because I mm-hmm. think there are a lot of lesbians that. Are into like toys and because so just like equipment. It's a it's a I my experience has been that it's a community that really varies, like any community, and that there are some people on the spectrum of. Being, this is not stacking up, Cameron. I'm pretty sure this is a homogeneous group <laughs> that, that you represent personally with your own personal experience. I feel like there are there so I feel like there's lesbians who are into mm. like things like. Um, 
lots of partners and right. also uh, education. Like, cause there's a, so you guys know female owned sex toy stores, like the movement oh, yeah. there. Sure. Absolutely. Kind of, like, I your, grew up like three blocks from Good Vibrations. Right. So Good Vibrations so, yeah. or like early to bed and Chicago, like there's a, there's, there's like that movement there. And then there's the people The pleasure that, chest here is responsible for our anal August holiday. Yes. By absolutely. the way, happy anal August, happy everyone. Anal August. Yeah. We discussed I it don't know that episode. the pleasure chest is a, is a woman owned sex toy store. And I only bring that up. I know that they're very, the staff there is very female heavy, but there's something even one degree more mm-hmm. San Francisco that I'm talking about where it's just like there's a lot of kind of like I'm helpful. Very... I mean, sure. just, you know, helpful I'm aware, yes, glances. Yeah. And then, yeah, um, lots of like consultations about the solar powered mm-hmm. vibrators that they sure. have. Basically, where I was from, you had to actively and <clears throat> aggressively prevent yourself from having a helpful lesbian yes. give you a dental dam. <laughs> so I feel like those people, those women that are in that community, mm-hmm. um, that's probably something that really comes up a lot. Or like people putting condoms on sex toys, that kind of thing. Because um, I think that's also something yeah, that happens. Yeah, condoms on sex toys, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. It is. It is because yeah. like you wash – you might wash it, dishwasher or boil it, but you still might have a lot of partners. So I feel like that's who – uses that that being said i feel like more women could use dental dams but the issue is that our biggest worry is the same thing as any other um person's like the most the the thing that we all have we all have herpes everybody has herpes (laughs) we all have herpes all the time uh it's like two of them yeah it's like you know one in four and most people don't present and so i guess what i'm saying is we should technically all be using dental dams all the time because of that. But I it's dental, also now I use dental dams when I'm when I'm writing, like if I'm working on Bullseye mm-hmm. or you know one of my other things, and I always use a mm-hmm. dental dam here on Jordan Jesse sure. Go, um, just to keep Jordan. And I don't want to say at arm's length, but mm-hmm. at dam's length. Sure, sure. Um, one time, my little sister called me and she was like, "I'm at a hotel, I'm at a hotel room, and my friends and I have taken a dental dram and we've stretched it as a volleyball net, and we blow up a condom and we're playing with that." Oh, terrific! So, I mean, this is my straight younger sister, and I think she was in high school at the time. So, in case you're wondering if any are you pornographic situations are real, that is a phone call that I got. Uh, she was laughing very hard. You're a hundred percent certain that she wasn't at a freshman orientation at a liberal <laughs> arts college because that is I mean, all that happens yeah, there. Yeah. We're having She's some in, mocktails, right. but I do. So, I just want to finish that by saying I think the final point that I was going to make because. I'm sure there's also a lot of listeners that are on medication or that – so the the main issue is like actually herpes isn't that big of a deal. Like most people Can I say live with about- it for the rest of their life. So it's like – that's like our big thing that we're avoiding. Even if you are showing – I mean right now – I mean I know you, the audience can't see my face but it is a mass of pulsating mm-hmm. sores. And it's fine. It is not a problem for me. I can speak clearly. People respect me. I just feel like it's you. If you're kissing people, you are right. kissing people. That uh, I yeah. I ran into this issue uh, at work this week. Uh, <laughs> getting, I, herpes. getting herpes. I just do a lot of kissing around the office. Sure. You know, if uh, somebody goes out for a coffee run, I reward them with a kiss. So they're like, okay, well, we got the uh, we got the first round of the game all set. Mm-hmm. Oral genital contact. Next. Sure, that's next. Uh, I <laughs> I. <laughs> So we were doing God, what were we doing? What was the what was the thing? Um you guys wouldn't know you weren't there. Uh, oh, something about the best places in America to live. There was a new list came out, best places in America to live, and uh the joke in the script was um uh 
for 10 years running, the worst place to live is uh, Jose Canseco's camper van. Jose Canseco's camper van. If you lived here, you'd have herpes by now. And the uh, legal department says we can't say that because we don't know if Jose Canseco has herpes. 100%. I'm like, yes. I will send them the statistics. There's no way Jose Canseco doesn't have herpes. Like, I will – if he sues and wants to take the fucking test to show us he doesn't have herpes, I will, like – I will stake my career on this. A little bit, though, fuck you that you need this guy to take a test to prove to you that he doesn't have herpes. This is the kind of arrogance that I hate. Hate I am you, being Jordan. Put Whenever in my place. I come into wow. an audition, okay, and I am, you, and they ask you to be me. Yeah, I always throw out some sort of like prove to me, yeah. you know, and I say that to the to right. the audience because I'm always auditioning for the full audience <laughs> yeah. of people. You have a lot of you have a lot of auditions for like uh, like water park shows and stuff like sure. that. Yeah, where they just they just send you out there and see how you do. Yeah, right, right, right. down a water slide, absolutely. Or being a surgeon in the early 1900s. Right. Uh, for some reason, for, for some reason, the fix of that problem was. You could say, if you lived here, you'd have scabies by now. <laughs> so it's okay to say that Jose wow. Canseco has scabies, but not herpes? <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. I'm Dave Holmes, and if you've been missing my show, International Waters, then you've been missing this. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about owls, yes. they we are wise. Changed. Two things. They are wise. <laughs> yes. They love nightclubs. They, all, they wear tiny graduation motorboards, and they love nightclubs. <laughs> they also do the best double takes of all birds of prey. And if you slow it down, they actually go... <laughs> International Waters, a panel show where U.S. and U.K. comedians battle for pop culture supremacy. Subscribe right now on iTunes or at MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Cameron Esposito, and I am going to tell you about sex education facts. I like guy. I like Cameron that we managed to pivot completely into. Uh, friendly lesbian sex instruction. <laughs> yeah, like absolutely. That's why people listen to this show. I am here show. to dispel the myths. Sure. Yeah. It ain't a big deal. Just get on some medication. Yeah. You're going to have very few breakouts. But no. a, but don't go near Jose Canseco because apparently he's never had it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Legally. Well, I'd like to see that test, Jordan. Yeah. Sorry, Cameron. I just don't believe that you white straight men deserve any tests. God, <laughs> they are about. biased towards us. God, you social justice warriors yeah. who won't let us get tested for STDs. <laughs> <laughs> um, when so- okay, let's start with the summer boy. Sure. Should we start with the summer boy? I'd love to. So it's the summer of summer boys, Cameron Esposito. And well, I want to be clear: the summer boy is not a gendered term. I mean, it's gendered in a literal sense, but it, but it could be anything. It sure. could be any gender, or anywhere along the but gender. But is spectrum. it a person? It's. It's a way of being. It's a lifestyle. Everyone it's, from astronaut Barbie a, to Black Ken. <laughs> are we talking about like a bucket hat? Cabo Wabo Cantina is a lifestyle. Summer Boy mm-hmm. is a lifestyle. Got it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? I, I'm totally with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just imagine it's like, like the boys of summer would be summer boys. You got it. Yeah. They absolutely. Although are that's a boys. that's a specific, very melancholy take on the concept. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Hey, they're gone. They're never yeah, coming yeah. back. Okay. Let's let's take a listen. 
Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and Gil. This is Rotia from Portland, Oregon, calling in with some summer boy shit. Hey, I snuck into the Bernie Sanders rally with a fake press pass and got to observe it from the chillest point possible right next to CNN. B, I went out to the woods by myself, got sick, got drunk, and in some sort of fever-induced, uh, whiskey-induced fever dream, wrote my very first rap. Goodbye. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Getting drunk alone in the woods. Some absolutely... fucking Portland, Oregon shit yeah, going down right now. Boy. I absolutely anticipated that she was going to mention whiskey later when she said, hello, Jordan and Jesse and go. And that was just my favorite part of that. I really liked that a lot. Yeah, you know what? I there, There's a circumstance where I would be annoyed by this, but I did like her, her 40s dame draw. I don't know if that was mm. an affect or not, if that's just how she talked, but I thought it was a... I thought are it was a news sh- from the summer boy front now. Are you sure it was a lady? Because I kind of thought it was Matt Bronger. Hmm, well, it's hard to say. Could be comedian God, Matt Bronger. I wish I had a Matt Bronger impression. Yeah. Insert Matt Bronger oh, impression. That would be great. It would be great to have a Matt Bronger uh, impression. It's like, I was, I was, what I was imagining was a, was a lady doing a 40s dame. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. She's like a sexy secretary? Could be. Or just a tough she secretary. She snuck yeah. into the Bernie Sanders rally is the most Bernie Sanders thing I can Do you have to pay imagine. to go to a Bernie Sanders rally? No, I, you definitely don't. It is 100% free. Why she, yeah. But why? she wanted to be in the press area, Because it's chiller. Yeah. It's more chill there. She wanted to just ask some questions. She You're not going to get her up with that. the guys from Pacifica Radio. <laughs> Didn't want to get all hyped up. Just, just wanted to shake hands with Amy Goodman. Sure. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah, and then... Got drunk in the woods and wrote a rap. How about that? I actually debate whether politics falls under Summer Boy. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I am, I am, I am proud of this person for being creative. For I'm s- real glad we didn't have to hear the rap. Yeah, <laughs> real glad. <laughs> that was a that was a real fake out. I thought for sure. Yeah. But then just imagine it. See ya. That was, <laughs> yeah. That's a cool move. Yeah. My name is Bernie, and I'm here to say <laughs> I marched with MLK in a major way. <laughs> So lay off me today. <laughs> um, okay, let's. Uh, uh, we got this. This one is a combination summer boy momentous occasion. Okay. From what I from what I have been led to believe by our producer Colin. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, go. I have a momentous occasion. I was taking my dog out, walking down the stairs of my apartment building. My dog threw up on the stairs, but I didn't notice him do this. And I slipped in the throw-up, and I almost broke my neck falling down the stairs. Uh, I'm fine. Also, I swam in the Atlantic Ocean yesterday while on mushrooms, and it was very summer boy. There seems to be some sort of interesting pattern where the first one is like a regular kind of thing happened. And then the second one is, and then boy, was I out of my mind on this other substance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm noticing. People are getting fucked up out there. There seems to be – when you called for raising the stakes on the Summer Boy stuff, Mm -hmm. like kicking it up to a new level, I'm concerned that people may have taken that as destroying themselves from the inside out. Yeah, pushing themselves drug-wise, sexually. Yeah. Um, You ask people to kick it up a notch? Did you use that phrase only because mushrooms is an interesting response to that? Also whiskey, both of which (laughs) will really mellow you out. Like, I mean – Yeah, if you just want to chill at home (laughs) – I'm gonna crank it up Shroom a notch. and Pop pound some, some of jack. these shrooms. Yeah. Um, I think, and I think maybe I was misunderstood because I feel like in this in this uh, in this topic, I'm being made out to be 
positively beastly. No, I think you were talking about like windsurfing, right? Like well, windsurfing no, but on land with wheels. The end, yeah, well, I mean, that, I think that would be fucking sweet. Uh, I think I what I was saying for the summer boy calls was that we've heard barbecue, we've heard chilling and grilling. Uh-huh. Great. I'm not saying don't do those things. I, I, and I want to clarify what I meant. I'm for all those things. God bless you. What I'm saying is if you are going to call in, kick it up a notch. Can I give what you some summer boy heard? shit? Can I give you some summer boy shit? This Let's is not something it. that happened to me. It's just an example of kicking okay. it up a notch. My Aunt Gail mm-hmm. does husky rescue. Sure. And uh, she and her former partner, Deb, uh, would get together with their husky rescue friends, all of which is to say all of the lesbians of Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. Would meet in a park in the center. One dental dam betwixt. <laughs> you, got, you got it. And they would get a mushing sled on and attach wheels to it and mush the huskies through the park, Tilden Park, I think it was, or something. One of these parks in the East Bay, uh, in the in the height of summer, because mm-hmm. uh, that's what the dogs love to do. Hmm. By the way, that particular group of people instrumental in the movement for marriage equality. Absolutely. Because if you see a bunch of ladies on a husky sled on wheels, how could you possibly take away their right to marry? Sure. You'd have to be a monster. What are you? Yeah. Now, granted, is is my aunt the type of old-timey lesbian that is opposed to marriage in general for some reason that I don't understand 100% that has to do with the patriarchy? Yes. And those are she the is. kind of people that open the door. Yeah, exactly. Furiously. If it weren't <laughs> angrily. For, if it weren't for my aunt Gail, none of us would be mushing husky dogs in sure. California today. That's true, right? And that's, I mean, because of the drought, that's like one of our number one summer activities. And I don't really understand why Ted Cruz wants to stop that. Yeah, it's, I don't get it either. It's, a, it's an odd platform. I don't know why he's spending so much time A lot on of it. Republicans talking about deporting husky dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and building a that. wall between here and Alaska. Right, yeah. exactly. So and if a husky is pregnant with a human baby, it has to have that baby. Yeah. And yeah. hey, which I'm against. Hey, Musha, I'm, and I'm just speaking for them now. Musha, Musha, golden retriever, Musha, Labrador, an American dog. And I know Alaska is part of America, but I'm so Republican. <laughs> and Labrador isn't. <laughs> where's Labrador from? Uh, where's Labrador? Scotland, Colin? Hmm. Uh, Scandinavia? I think it came from a lab. It's somewhere it's them, in northern uh, Europe. One of them yeah. test tube dogs. One of them doggies. test tube dogs, yeah, which I don't agree for with either. Right. What as are you this Republican character that I have not thought out. Stem cells yeah. and put them in a. I don't know why I got Southern. I just mispronounced cells. Y'all, y'all mushing them stem cell dogs? <laughs> oh, it's in Newfoundland. Mm. Labrador is in Newfoundland. It strikes me as an American dog, as a, as a noble, patriotic dog. Well, you're just thinking of bandanas, which are American. That's true. But that could be on any dog. That, yeah, I guess you're right. My dog is a Chihuahua, not an American mm, dog. Mm, mm. Yeah, mm. we have very similar dogs. You know that, right? Wait, how? What? What's the weight of your dog? My dogs are bigger than your dogs. Okay, yeah, but like looks wise, but looks wise, they're little, very similar. Little weird neck hairs. Well, Chichi and Scruffy's mm. Chichis, Scruffy yeah. Chichis. Uh, let's. We have a momentous occasion. Let's hear it. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, guest. This is Josh from New Haven, Connecticut. Just calling in with a momentous occasion. I was riding my bike home from the grocery store this morning, and I saw an older woman walking her dog and her parrot. Yeah. So I said hello to her, as most gentlemen would on a bike ride in the morning, and she didn't respond, but her parrot did with a kindly hello. 
Thanks, guys. Love the show. That is so satisfying. It's, it's probably my aunt. I was going to I was going to be critical. Right. I feel like we've heard about parrots. Eccentric person, walking strange animal. Yeah. Uh huh. But that wasn't the point of the story. It was not. And, and I, I like that and about I'm just, it too. And I'm just being open here and yeah. saying that I know I seem like a great, open-minded guy. But I can be a little judgmental. Sure. It and was a bit of that. a red parrot. Sure. You know, like yes, where you yeah, weren't yeah, yeah. sure if mm-hmm. that was going to be the main point of the story. But, but that was that was nice. I think sometimes you can you can uh, you can <laughs> Don't shake your head in disgust. That was great. Sorry, I can be a little judgmental. Sure. Now. I'm like Jordan. <laughs> a red parrot. <laughs> She's replaced herring with parrot. They're both animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. terrific. One's a fish, one's a bird. Got I don't it. think it's a big deal. Either way it's gonna throw you off the set. Right. So yeah, I liked it. I'm I'm for that call. I was against it initially. Now I'm for it. Yeah, I, I'm for it too. If you got a momentous occasion out there to share with us, call us at two zero six nine eight four four fun two zero six nine eight four four f u n. Oh hey Jordan, mm. you know I'm going next month. I'm going to go to Copenhagen and Stockholm. Sure. Um, I've heard from a few Copenhageners mm-hmm. and Stockholmites. I'm definitely going to put some shit together. Great. So draw me a line. I can't. I'm. I'm not going to keep track of the line that you drive me, but I'm interested to hear from you. If you're in Stockholm and Copenhagen, you got some tips and tricks, uh, you know, whatever, where I should buy furniture. Is it Stockholmies? Stockholmies. Stockholmies. Right? I like that. Yeah. All my Stockholmies and Copenhags. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. Stockholmies, Copenhagen boys? Yeah. I've enjoyed enjoyed hearing from some people. Copenhagen does. I I heard from somebody who's a... Whose wife invented that, uh, uh, like, scarf that turns into a bicycle helmet by exploding like an airbag? What? You have? Yeah. I haven't heard of that. They live by a castle. I might go visit them. How haven't you heard of that? I'm not I trying just, to be hard on you. I just feel Hey, like no, that's okay. When I first, and you've been really riding my ass for this when, podcast. I know I have. I know Esposito. I have. But when I... Just because I want to see if Jose Canseco has herpes. Hey, guys. I haven't heard of this helmet. Guys. Well, listen, all we're, I'm saying is that Cameron, when I found about... Cameron. Heard, when I heard, we're all in the same gang. <laughs> when I heard about this helmet, I feel like I went to your house personally. Yeah. And told you about it. <laughs> I was so excited. I went to all my friends' houses. Wow, yeah. I guess Did maybe you just... You, you weren't home? I, 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 yeah, you I might not work. have been home. I might have been out of it. Yeah, it's hard to say. I probably left a newspaper clipping. <laughs> you know what? Probably slid it under your mat. Do you look under your mat for newspaper clippings about You know what I thought it was? I just thought it was a ransom note, and I threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... Well, just... If the kidnappers are out there, I don't want my daughter back. <laughs> Stop sending me ransom notes. Oh, you know what? I'm also going to open it up one more door. Mm-hmm. If you live oh, in, no. if you live in Malmo, if you live in Malmo, I think I'm going to take a day trip. And I'm going to open it up one more door. Put that ring in the volcano. Jesus Christ! We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. I'm Cameron Esposito. Boy, do I have a problem with things Jordan is saying on this show. Yeah. Guy. Boy. We should, should we have a Twitter feud? I think that would raise both, both <laughs> of our, like, uh, visibility. Absolutely. What do you want to start with? Uh, let's, you know, we'll start with Jose Canseco. Great. Not having heard of a bicycle the helmet. The old sakes. And... I can write some tweets about that guy. <laughs> and he then I'll makes just... baseballs go up <laughs> with a bat. And then He's... I'll just get real racist. Okay, great. Cool. I'm. That sounds like I'm going to be the good guy. 
Yeah. Overall. Which... Oh, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the bad boy of Twitter. <laughs> Guys, I'm a little worried that we we th- we might think that this will raise both of your profiles because you know you're like longtime friends, but now mm-hmm. you're beefing. What if it's a Drake Meek Mill situation? Mm-hmm. And despite being the only one out of those two that's good, Jordan. Sorry, you're bad. You're Drake. Oh no! But, but well, it doesn't actually matter. If I'm winning. Drake, that's fine. Yeah, yeah who you cares? End up winning. You're very handsome. Right, exactly. Plus, cry like, at a basketball game again. I mean, I'm real sad if I'm Drake and I lose him. Oh, it's so terrible. Sure. I'm just like the most successful mm-hmm. person did to Drake, ever come out of Degrassi. Did like, Drake cry at a basketball game? I just, I these are two things I know about Drake. He's emotional and mm-hmm. he likes to go to basketball games. You know, okay, third cool. thing, Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. Also, it's very fun to like go through like. Uh, internet images of Drake being excited at a basketball yeah. game. He looks eight, and it's terrific. Also, I think he's Jewish. Is he, that true? I don't know. Part I Jewish. think it is. I think he's yeah. part Jewish. I think he's, and I don't think it's I his think mom. I know which He had like an adult bar mitzvah uh, or something. <laughs> There's some part of him that feels more Jewish than the That was an other. Uncle his Cracker caliber penis joke, Cameron. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Colin Anderson on the boards this week. Thank you, Colin. Uh, Stayed late for us. Uh, Brian Fernandez out in London, England. Um, You can join us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. Lots of fun talk about this there. Uh, On Facebook, join the Maximum Fun group on Facebook. Uh, Chat about it on Twitter with the hashtag JJGo. We we love these things. We check in on these things. Or Jose can say go. No. Is a new one for this week. <laughs> no, yep. Don't do no. Jose Cansego. Cameron Cansego, Esposito go is a, to oh. the, your doctors and get tested for herpes. Send the Jose results to Jordan. Gonzago. Cameron Esposito is a brilliant professional mm-hmm. comedian. Yeah. Jose Cansego. Yep. Mm-hmm. What do you think I get paid with? for? It's mostly that. Do you think if he, I don't know. Had a cheese named after him, it'd be Jose Manchego. I think it would. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> um, Cameron, you're, aren't you, you and Rhea are going out on tour sometime soon, right? Oh, we have this huge tour that's starting up um, at the uh, in the b- middle of September. Mm-hmm. We're going to be, I mean, New York, Seattle, Portland, a million places. Are you visiting in anywhere the in what you call the flyover country? Yeah, we are. We're going to a bunch of places in Missouri. We're going to Columbia. And St. Louis, Ooh. and also uh, Kansas City. Yeah, and um, it's where my father's from. Yeah, it's a gr- so where I got, got my Heartland values, and I got some Canadian stuff going on as well. Mm. So just it's all at CameronEsposito.com/slash/shows, or you can follow me on Twitter at Cameron Esposito, and I and you will know when I'm coming to your spot. Yeah. So you should I think you should follow Cameron on Twitter one way or another, whether or not you intend to go see your show when she comes to your town. That's right. I mean, sometimes I just give a great tweet. You're like. Oh, I was having a bummer day. Then here this gal came in, Jose Gonzago. I'm going to give you an example. Like let's say you're at work and your boss just yelled at Mm -hmm. you because he's upset that you incorrectly collated the big report. Mm -hmm. Okay, You're sitting there at your desk. You're crying. You open up Twitter. What do you see? A a dog herring. What was that? Yeah, a red parrot. A red a parrot. A red parrot. Jesus Christ, it's what a pile of garbage. It's that kind of level stuff. <laughs> so, Who are you, me? Come on. Um, yes, sometimes have. For auditions, That's for the true. purposes of certain auditions. Yes, okay. you have to be. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.